0: Sir Desmond Sterling, in My Night with a Bender. I had a brief stint as a restaurant reviewer once. The following was first published in Manly Monthly, October 1971. My darling editor called and suggested I try something new this week. Excitement rose immediately. Then I realised she was talking about a restaurant. Which one, I asked. Le Caprice? "'The Ivy? Wingards of Bond Street?' "'No,' she replied, "'the Wimpy Bar.' "'I confess that I hadn't heard of such an establishment, "'and my first reaction was that such a place must be a drinking venue, surely. "'But no, I soon learnt that it is part of a new chain of restaurants, "'catering for the young, "'who no longer want stuffy old establishments "'where crockery, table manners and evening dress are required.' Tusk, I thought, what is the world coming to? But then I recalled my own youth, not that long ago, it seems to me, but prehistory to today's youngster with their long hair and trannies and misguided belief in peace and love. They may think they have invented sex and having a good time, but I can tell you we knew how to have fun in those glorious pre-war days. And some of us had a jolly good time during the war too, thank you very much. We didn't let bombs and wholesale slaughter get in the way of being gay. So I called my potential guest, TV Sex Kitten Anne Eston, and invited her to join me for a novel cuisine experience. She jumped to that chance to sup with Old Sterling, but admitted that it wouldn't be such a cherry-popping occasion for her. She and the ghastly Monk House often frequented the Birmingham branch of the Wimpy Bar after each episode of The Golden Shot. Frankly, I had been rather worried this old duffer would make a fool of himself in such a youthful environment, so having a pretty and trendy young thing, taking one firmly in hand, was somewhat of a relief. I picked up Anne in my rolls from her flat in London's fashionable Roehampton, and we drove to the wimpy bar in Coventry Street. We parked, instructed my driver to be back within three hours, and made our way into the gastric future. We were led to our table by a young waitress. My first impression was the place was very noisy, and then I noticed that the food was being cooked in front of our very eyes. A counter ran along one side of the restaurant, and behind that was a large, very hairy man of, I learnt, Cypriot background, frantically scurrying about. I made a mental note to examine him in action more fully after I had ordered. We sat at our table. I was relieved to see that the table layout was reasonably conventional, with knives and forks, salt and pepper. I had worried that we might be expected to eat with our fingers, like foreigners, and I could foresee my de rigueur three-quarter an inch of cuff getting somewhat messy. The menu was amusingly illustrated with photographic images of the dishes. This was a relief as I wouldn't have guessed what each dish was from its name, although some of the pictures were extraordinary. The bender brunch was particularly confusing, and as for the fish salad I would never have guessed that one of our marine chums was anywhere in the vicinity from the picture on display. An entree is apparently not groovy, man, so we leapt straight to the main course. I ordered the Bender Grill, and the Aston chose the straightforward Wimpy and Chips. I confess I had no real idea what would turn up for either of us. I then tried to order a nice burgundy, but the waitress explained they didn't have a licence. At first I was outraged, and I could sense a sterling explosion was imminent, But then she explained that the wimpy bar was aimed at the youth, so alcohol was not encouraged. Partially mollified, I took a swig from my hip flask, and then the lovely Anne ordered a Pepsi flute, each for us. While waiting for our food, I took in the surroundings. The decor was very à la mode, with orange pop art drums protruding from the ceiling, inside which was very concealed lighting so unlike the home-life of our own dear queen amusingly the tomato sauce was presented in a tomato-shaped dispenser i am not sure what brown sauce is so couldn't verify the authenticity of the mysterious brown vegetable in which it nestled oh and points deducted for paper napkins the chef i presumed he would be designated such as he was dressed in white and wore the requisite hat was still frantically working away i noticed he was grilling beef-burgers and onions on a large griddle which was obviously very hot and for which he regularly scraped burnt detritus extra points for hygiene there while simultaneously toasting buns in an immense array of toasters regularly these buns toasted to one hoped perfection would pop up into the air and would be expertly caught by our hirsute Our Pepsi floats arrived. These were served in a tall glass made of space-age plastic and seemed to comprise a Pepsi Cola, an American beverage of ludicrous fizziness, on the surface of which bobbed a titanic-sinking lump of ice cream. It seemed more like a dessert than an aperitif, but I took a sip and I must admit it was delicious.' Miss Aston and I squealed with delight at the creamy moustaches with which we both ended up. After what seemed like mere minutes, our main courses turned up. and comprised a beef burger in a bun with fried onions presented with chips. Mine was more unusual, to say the least. A bunless beef burger, chips, a fried egg, and, I kid you not, a frankfurter sausage with regular incisions along one side curved round a fried tomato as my father would say the sight you see when you haven't got a gun and he always carried a gun excellent staff control whatever the aesthetic curiosity of our meals we both agreed the food was delicious i polished mine off and even metaphorically licked laston's plate clean AG, I finished her chips ladies off the telly are always obsessed about the camera putting on the pounds quite right we don't want fatties on the box for this very reason my guest declined a pudding while i ordered the intriguingly named brown derby which turned out to be a doughnut of exceptional firmness the ring of which was filled with ice cream and layered with chopped nuts and a brown sauce Uh, not the same brown sauce served in the brown tomato thing this was sweet delicious but maybe a bit of stodge too far i seriously worried for my trousers and their ability to keep my waist in check we paid the bill which had unusually been placed on the table as soon as we ordered which was a very reasonable one pound forty seven new pence not including the five new pence tip i left for our waitress She'd have got more if she'd been prettier. It had been a lovely, if unusual, evening. I drove my delightful guest home. Hers, not mine, despite my best efforts. Although, frankly, I wouldn't recommend a wimpy meal if one expects to share a bed with a young lady. Onion breath, both ends, isn't conducive to a romantic night. "'Will I visit a wimpy bar again?' It's ideal, if one wishes to seduce someone too young to remember rationing. But for grown-ups who need alcohol with their meal, think again. Sir Desmond Stirling was written and performed by Anthony Keach.